Citizens of the Verse, today is August 24th, 2953, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my co-host, uh, I can't think of any names today, Seagard <laughs> Olsen. Hello, Seagard. <laughs> the Spaceman of the North. The, the tanker with the spaceman of the so. north, seagulls, <laughs> Mister Planes, right. Trains, Automobiles, and Tanks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, actually, I've been on all of those and a submarine. <laughs> and if you couldn't guess by the guest voice, Hello, it's Skyguard back for another episode. Hello, Skyguard. It's better than up somewhere else. That's right. <laughs> Um, so it's been a while folks. So sorry. Um, I would equate it to two parts, um, two parts boredom, one part personal. Um, you know, there's not been much to talk about, uh, as, as you will see, but, uh, anyway, it's good to be back. Uh, so for, for everybody, I guess Skyguard, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing Factorial. I, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I love. Oh yeah, you mentioned that the other day. I'm concierge for a reason, but I've been bored recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a draggy patch. They launched it kind of early, and now it's taking a while for the next one, so it's feeling a little bit. What about you, uh, Seaguard? Yeah, about the same. I was doing some other stuff. I I played once or twice. Um, I had a uh, had a, a pretty good uh, mission with Lusteroth, um, and uh, worked a little bit on one of the stories for uh, our uh, George Dumont. Um, but playing less than normal, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm definitely playing less than normal. I think the first time I've played in a while was last night, and I did one cargo run, and then I. Logged out of the game and played StarCraft. <laughs> oh, okay. Tonight I just downloaded my coworker can't shut up about um oh, I, I'm, uh, I'm city skylines. So I'm gonna play that a little bit. For what? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm doing the checks. You're right waiting now. to play, aren't you? And so yeah, we're all waiting for other, we're all playing other games right now, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The, the, oh, I never, the early, early, oh, I wish yeah, Starcade came okay. out. I, I thought you said Stargate. I was like, what? No, um, no, I heard Starfield. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's that, it's a shame that they canceled the SG. That's an interesting one. I'm not. They just uh, started getting some of the story and they canceled it. Sorry, tangent squirrel. Oh, <laughs> someone's still on Stargate. Well, only yeah. yeah, yeah. Starfield to me is just—I I think it's going to be a fun game, but I am definitely waiting. I don't uh, in no way, shape, no, or form do I see it being a Star Citizen killer or yeah, anything no. else. It's not I, even I think... the same concept. I think the only people who see it as a star citizen killer, well, there's, I think there's two types. There's the type that's a believer or a former believer in the game and is just over it. 
Right. And they're like, this is going to kill, this is going to feed or scratch the itch that Star Citizen is supposed okay. to. So and the great betrayers, the, the yeah. great betrayers, yeah. and the non-believers, or heathens, as I like to call them. I mean, it would scratch my sci-fi itch. I'm going to wait yeah. until it's been out for a few weeks and see how everyone's dealing with it first. Yep. I'm going to get it. There's no doubt about it. But, yeah. you know, I really have a hard time now thinking about single-player games. I know. I don't, I don't like single-player games, personally. I never yeah. did. Well... Yeah, I mean, I feel like my propensity for single-player games dropped ever since Nintendo 64 came out. Because I would play GoldenEye with my friends, or Mario Kart, or Super Mario, or Mario Party, rather, Super Mario Strikers, like all those games. And, like, those to me are way more fun. And I'm going to say it, it's going to sound like blasphemy, but those games... Are more fun to me than Zelda. Yeah. So, um, you know, because I like shared experiences more than not. That's why I love playing board games too. Yeah. Um, I like board games also. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to be really quick in summing up the Inside Star Citizens since they've come back. Yeah. Because it's not a lot. Um, I think I can do it in a uh, sentence for each. We've had three episodes since we last recorded. First one was about the new, the Wrathstar tool. Um, In case you don't know, even though we've heard this a thousand times, they can put outposts down faster. Um, (laughs) The week after, the life of VX. Uh, Visual effects add cool stuff to the game. (laughs) And then... Last week, the audio team. The new sound tool is going to make sounds more cool and immersive. <laughs> um, I guess if I could sum them all up, though, clearly they're showing how systemic a lot of things are going to be. And the speed at which they are putting down outposts or can put down outposts is amazing. And imagine when they apply that to the bigger underground facilities versus the small ones we have now. Right. Uh, does anyone no, have any no, comments I, on the I ISC watched. episodes that we've seen thus far? What you know, the, was, okay. Yeah. The one that was reverb, right? That was the sound one. Uh huh. And that was the vibrating of the floor plates and the rattling of the yep. ship. I mean, that's a great concept. I mean, yeah. that is, <clears throat> I mean, it does, you know, it's, if you'd never heard the comparison, you've got, well, that sounds good, but it really does add that little bit more, right? And I do like that. Some um, of the sounds seemed a little too much, though, like, right, you're walking on a panel, and it's like, clank, 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 clank. Right, right. Um, you know, and it's, it, it's hard it's hard sometimes for me to think about these ships as being very substantial because, you know, I wrote in tanks and I understand what a tanks, how solid a tank is. It's not Mm -hmm. even, it's so hard to describe. I mean, it's so much denser than, uh, it's so much denser and more massive than concrete. I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. The feeling that it has, it's just unyielding, and and when you close a hatch, it doesn't boom because the metal doesn't give. I mean, it just kind of bang bangs against each other. That's about it. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, you can't really hit them with a sledgehammer. And uh, you can hit them with a sledgehammer and no one will hear it. I mean, it, you, yeah, it, it, it's a solid not block of legally. I can't tell you what it is. Or the uh, armor. So, no, 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 no. It's it's well known what it is. It's pink gummy bear shit between metal plates. The uh, that's that's the <laughs> technical definition of the army. Pink gummy bear shit. So, uh, but anyway, these spaceships. You know, I imagine as being kind of like sheet metal, right? I so I think that vibration type thing is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to see. You know, there's going to be sounds and stuff, and I think it's going to get if they add like perforations to the skin where you're getting whistling of air through the hull and as it's you know leaving the ship, and uh, you know smaller holes are making higher pitch noises. The sound is important to me, I, I, especially in dark areas, man. If you get that that deep bass, you know, kind of going, you're like, oh yeah. crap. Um, Jeez, I thought that was good. The other thing, I did watch the um, part. I watched the uh, part two today of the um, of the shows about missions. Yeah, and it was interesting because you know I can remember the old days when they would make missions, and it was just a series of tables, and it was kind of random, and it was all just fill in the blanks, right? This is so much more complex, and. Um, you know, they have placeholders for looking up names and then, you know, those names are sometimes generated and sometimes are, but they're, they're not, they're not like from a list. It's not like they have a thousand names on a list, right? They generate these things. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, and it, it, it was painful to watch the tools. I'm not going to lie, uh, but it showed the complexity of what they're doing. It's, this is not, you know, yeah. Halo or something. I mean, this is, is they're working for, for what they've talked about from the beginning, right? Yeah. Something where you can't tell AI from the real thing on your missions. And I, I, I admire that, but yeah, it's a little painful to watch sometimes. Yeah. It's not, they need to, they need to have a sprint report or something to break up right. some of this stuff. Do you think, um, I had the thought today, I said, you know, there, it, in some ways, it's easy to go. Oh, they're running out of content to talk about. Oh, they're having a hard time getting guys to talk about anything. Have they been told not to talk about a lot? Oh, probably. I would suspect they've been kind of shut down on many topics, most topics, in fact. I think it's sort of like hype building, right? So we're malnourished in content now, and then when we get to CitizenCon, whatever they give us is going to be far better than if they've been giving us straight content throughout. Now, I'm not a cynical person in this regard. I get it. They're a business. They're trying yeah. to continue to raise money. They're a little bit down this year, too. I mean, is it me, or is this the first time during the ship showdown that they've started doing sales? I think it was the first time that I heard someone else say that, too. Um. So, like, you know, clearly... They're just trying to keep, you know, and, and listen, for well, folks who are... Ship okay. Showdown sales in the beginning, yes, but there were always, all the ships were always on sale at the end. Yeah, well, but at the IAE, not... Oh, yeah, you're right. Not at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I 
we could talk about this stuff for hours, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, it was it's kind of uneventful stuff. Yeah. It's interesting if you if you're really yeah. interested in the tech. I will say, the VFX one was interesting. Not the VF, the audio one was the most interesting to me, mm-hmm. only because of how they're systematizing the the sound of the materials and what that seems like. So it's almost like it's going through its own kind of pipeline. Um, and that kind of matches up with things like, you know, um, physicalized damage and, and things. Um, and there's some good B roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, similarly on the, on the star system live and you kind of got there as well. Seaguard, uh, the first episode was the props are a props artist making an interactable first aid box to store med pens and medi guns and right. stuff. And then the second and third one were Elliot um, building out a mission. I think my biggest qualm with the mission one was they were trying to show how it gets done. And, and I think part of the problem is they were trying to show how quickly they can do it, but it'd be more interesting if they were showing us a little bit deeper, like they were kind of quickly just like selecting things and like Elliot was doing his own thing. Gotcha. And then there was like, they were just kind of like bantering back and forth while he's clicking all these things. And he's like, all right, now I'm selecting these things, but you didn't actually get to see the screen really well. I mean, it was fine. Right. Yeah. To me, it was sent it's like setting up a template, right? Yeah. And you put that template in place and then anyone who, gets that mission will be randomly populated. Yeah. Um, and, and the, they kept repeating the fact that you would, you know, the missions would be completable because the places that you're going to do exist. Yeah. You know, I guess that may have been a problem in the past you know, where the, the pirate or the bounty didn't show up or showed up in an asteroid. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm assuming that's the type of thing we're talking about. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I also like the idea that, um, you know, you could be hunting for a person on a specific ship mm-hmm. and have to go onto that ship and get that person. Yeah. Right? It was definitely that was a good. different type of mission, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, that was the content that we missed, That which is why I think maybe – my apologies. I wasn't as motivated to kind of jump on and talk about those for, uh, I didn't even want to summarize them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh God, do I have to rewatch this or even, and you can't even make anything from, uh, um, why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? Uh, um, the guy who makes the snippets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why can't I think of his name? The pilot? Uh, no, the the content creator, the Canadian guy. Oh, uh, yeah. No, oh. the one who does everything quick. Nubifier. Yeah, Nubifier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, this week, we don't have to worry about summarizing ISC or SCL because they don't have an episode because the team's over at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest assured, we will have a week extra of content. So we won't be shorted an episode, um, right. which means we'll be closer to citizen con, uh, with the content. But if it's content like this, I really don't care. <laughs> it would be interesting to see what I'm, type of advertising. I'm personally, I'm almost certain that they're announcing mm. something big. You, d- you don't spend the money to have an entirely 
add another day to the event, double the price of the entry tickets in order just to have some extra fluff. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a quick, easy cover to say, well, it's based on fan feedback because they said that they don't have any time to interact. Yeah. It's an easy excuse. Imagine if we show up and they go, we hate to announce it, but the game is going to shut down. And we're... (laughs) (laughs) Well, then... They better do it from a computer monitor. <laughs> they better do it on the second day. <laughs> um, oh, that would be a bummer. That won't happen. I'm just cheesing. <laughs> uh, and what's great, with the, the three of us are all going. We yeah. actually have a good contingent from the parlay. What about nine of us? Eight of us? Somewhere in there? Uh, I just looked, actually, and it was... Quantum, you, me, Skyguard, NetMage, Droz. That's six. Uh, nine. So me, you, King Beyond the Wall. Oh, yep. Esgar. Yep. Skyguard, Quadnum, Drowse, Cromwell, and Nets. Oh, yeah. Cromwell's going to be there, too. Yeah. No. Um, you, you said Cromwell's going to be there? Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. So, should be good. Um, anyway... Uh, this week we did get a minor roadmap roundup. So, under release view, the following cards have been added to release view 3.20 column, targeting a launch with Alpha 320.x. Uh, so, probably Alpha 320.1. Uh, the Crusaders, Crusader, Crusader C1 Spirit, um, building, balancing, and implementing Crusader Industries small multi crew cargo ship, the C1 Spirit, into the game. And then the one that I thought, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, Seaguard, the Tumbrel Storm. Yes. Building and implementing yes. and balancing Tumbrel's light tank, the Storm, is a game-ready vehicle. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Yeah. I don't know how, you know, they need to have, um, like right now, ground emissions are definitely a uh, internal bunker type affair, right? Yeah. We, we do, I think there needs to be some, to, to make the vehicles useful, there needs to be some kind of um, missions that are like seize the bunker, right? And the, the defenders are actually actively manning it and they've got tanks and, yeah. you know, there's got to be something. You can't just uh, well, I think a protective dome over it or something. I, don't I think know. their hope is that we start using these things for things like Jump Town. Um, and where, but I the problem with Jump Town yeah. is bombs. You yeah, know, A2 like, just takes everything it's out. Too, it's too hard. It's not well, worth I, the time. I think to try that's and build where the that ground defense. A2 comes if, in. So if they make the. Yeah. Pardon me, the A1. If they make the A2 a bigger target, mm-hmm. and the A1 only has five smaller bombs that. Can do some damage, but they're not an area nuke. You yeah. gotta actually choose to hit something instead of just, hey, let's drop it regularly on Jump Town. Everybody's gonna die anyway. Yeah, and and to me, maybe what they need to do is put some missile turrets at the location, um, or some anti-air guns that you can commandeer. Yeah. Yep. Something a little bit more capture the flaggy without having 
yeah. capture the flag. And that way you promote it. And and I also just think it needs to be easier to shoot down the larger bombs. Yeah. I mean, we've gone, we went, uh, it was just a couple, maybe a month ago, Lester Roth and a, me and a couple other guys. I'm not sure if you were there, Skyguard, but we ended up going and they had a couple ballistas. Someone mm. had, th- I think, three ballistas on the ground. We took them out fairly easily. It wasn't hard. Yeah. Um, because you could get behind the hills. If they have a big field of view and they can see a long ways, yeah, they're deadly. But um, I do think there needs to be a little bit. Um, and there will be, I'm sure. Yeah. There will be a threat. Well, and that's why they bring that's why they bring that out with every patch too. It, one to test stability, two to just continue to test like player behavior and and balance. Yeah, like it'd be cool if you could have like uh, there used to be, you know, this uh, series of games on you know there were miniature war games for historic historical purposes, but they mm-hmm. kind of modeled this period called the Pike and Shot period, and it's the tail end of true medieval knights. This is Henry VIII type knights, full armor and you know, um, relatively small numbers, but they dominate whatever they charge. And then you had men with pikes who were the Swiss mercenaries and they could hold off the knights. But cannons were also present on the battlefield and to take out the, you know, to take out the knights, the Swiss guard, or the Swiss land checks had to kind of form a pike formation and a cannon could mow right through the middle of it. So you had horse cavalry, which were lighter and had pistols, and uh, they would, or matchlock pistols. So you you had this kind of, you know, paper, scissors, rock kind of thing going on. And I think, you know, that's a good balance. Like, yeah, ground troops with a portable shield, you know, vehicle, right? That would be very cool. Uh, You know, things like that. so they'll they'll get there. Nice. Yeah, I I agree. And like, um, sorry, I got really distracted. Um, I just <laughs> I've been having issues with my shadow, and I figured it out before uh, after contacting support. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah, that rock paper scissor kind of thing is important. Uh, yeah, and I think that's sort of the balance that you're looking for, you know. And right. like you said, Skyguard, like the C one will be interesting because it'll probably also be harder to make bomb runs at something like Jump Town without putting yourself at risk. So you have to be fast. So you have to be really good at locking in on your target, um, because if not, you're going to drop a bomb and miss. With the C1, right? And it's supposed to be equipped. But I bet you it'll be a little bit more low flying too. Like you might drop it at a low altitude and then just zip out. Um, I, you know, another, you know, kind of speaking of that balance, I'm kind of, mm. uh, I was, maybe I should, should wait, but. Why? Yeah, I was going to say it's the same thing with armor. Like right now, there's no initiative, there's no reason to take medium or light armor, right? Everybody can fit in the pilot seat. And on the ground, the heavy armor is the best protection, best ammo, can carry heavy weapons, can carry the most weapons. Um, you know, I would hope in the future that there is actually kind of a transition to where the middle armor is actually 
carries the most, right? It carries the most ammo, the most grenades, um, but maybe it can't carry the heavy weapons. The heavy armor um, carries less because it weighs more. It's not like these. this armor is, you know, as far as you can tell, like hydraulically powered, right? I mean, they're just carried by a person. So you maybe give up half the magazines and the grenade slots uh, to carry a heavy weapon on heavy armor. Um, and then the light guy is, you know, he carries all the tools, right? He's got, he can be medic, he can be everything. Um, I, I hope they kind of revisit that, that the heavy armor is just not the only thing you want to, you want to wear in the combat because yeah. right now I choose medium armor most of the time and I only choose it, um, uh, actually choose medium or light and I only choose it Same. for the cosmetics. You know, they, well, the, uh, they, the only heavy the, item the I use usually pants, is a heavy helmet uh, because it's, so easy to kill somebody just by headshotting them. I I, I mean un, right. un, unless we're talking right. something like a yeah siege of Orison or whatever, and where you just you need all that extra armor. But for day to day, medium with a heavy helmet. Right. And to me, you know, armor. In real life, armor is something that you either stop something or you don't stop it. And if it yeah. doesn't stop it, it's pretty catastrophic, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so they, there were so they a say, lot of weapons well, in the tank. I didn't worry about yeah. at think all. About, why did, why did firing we wear armor in World War II? <laughs> we may have to repaint today. Because it, was, right. it wasn't effective. There was no reason to carry it. Right. Only the only... Right. And uh, I could definitely see it like being more defensive to have a heavy armor, right? You're, you're set up, you can take a lot more hits. You could sit behind a, a crew-served weapon and fire at aircraft and bombs are going off near you. They may knock you down, but they'll, you'll probably get back up. Um, I, I hope we get to the point where, you know, it's kind of the clumsier, but it's definitely ten times, you know, five times more durable than light armor. Yeah, and the medium guy is the guy who's got the ability to advance and seek cover and move re- reasonably agile, or you know, in an agile manner and fight in hand-to-hand combat. Um, so you have a reason for doing all three. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, that um, brings us up to what will likely be the meat of our content tonight. Yeah. Uh, which is we are in full-fledged um, full-fledged cut it, cut it uh, ship showdown mode. So yes. we went, um, we started off the whole showdown with, uh, you know, a bunch of photos and social media posts, et cetera. But we, now we're down to the top 16. Um, and actually we're in day two of that. Um, but first, just to highlight the top 16, um, and I'm going to talk about who they're versus as well. Uh, so round one will be the Fury versus the Arrow, the Scorpius versus the Redeemer, the Reclaimer versus the Vulture, uh, the Terrapin versus the Carrick, the Corsair versus the Mercury Star Runner, the Constellation Andromeda versus the Cuddy Black, the Origin 400i how, how versus the, the Origin and 600i. How does the and Connie Andromeda measure up to each other in the same class? 
I just think they're trying to figure out how to match certain ones. Yeah. It's, uh... And then last but not least, we've got <laughs> the smallest ship in the lineup, the Cutter, versus the it's biggest so ship in the lineup, stupid. the 890 Jump. <laughs> right. So, uh, well, that's... It's, it's, a, it's hard to do. To be honest with you, I, I think it's very hard to match it up. But we don't even know what their criteria is for how they choose these. Exactly. However, I like the, I like the list, personally. Yeah, I thought it was a decent list. Let's um let's do the let's do our brackets essentially. Now, round one, I chose the arrow. I chose uh, the arrow. Between what? What the about you, Skyguard? The, oh, the Fury. The Fury and the Arrow. Wait, uh, Fury. No, I went with the arrow. Um okay. T- today I went with the Scorpius. Oh, uh, okay. I did too. I went so, with the Redeemer. I so, thought that was a pretty good matchup. Yeah. Yeah, um, so the Fury and the Arrow already fought. Uh, the Arrow won. Um, I just couldn't vote for something that wasn't didn't have a you Jump know drive. quantum drive. Yeah, quantum drive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I went for the Arrow. I I actually personally like the Fury better, but it's a cool design. I thought the Arrow was a better ship. Well, I don't even like the Fury better. I have a Fury. I <laughs> That's really what it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, the arrow won out, mm-hmm. and then we have the Scorpius versus the Redeemer. Yeah. Um, you said Scorpius, Skyguard. Who are you looking for, Seaguard? I went for the Redeemer. You went for the Redeemer. I went for the Scorpius. So far, the Redeemer is ahead by six hundred votes. It's relatively close. Yeah, it's close. I find at that distance, it doesn't usually change too much but i've been surprised before um but i get it i think probably because the redeemer doesn't have as many cool paints whereas the scorp and scorpius won uh top four last year yeah redeemer has quite a few paints but not like really i mean like like there's kind like, of like notable kind of oh you know, i think there's some great sh- showdown style paints Whereas the score this one last, you know, was top four last year. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Now, question for you: Is it the big behemoth reclaimer or the vulture that wins your vote, Skyguard? Vulture, more easily accessible for newer players and less glitchy right now. And and I guess uh, there's sort of twofold here. What do you want to win? And why? So, and what do you think? Well, is I want win? the Vulture to win. That could be two different fan, things. Partly because I think having a smaller ship would be better for. It, it usually seems like it's the big, expensive ships that win the ship showdown, and I want something that newer players can get into and enjoy. And hey, you got a special ship. This is the ship of the year this year. And actually, go. Hey, I think I'll buy that instead of just the whales like us. Um, who do I think I'll win? Redeemer. I mean, Reclaimer. Yeah. It's just, it, it's got too much star power. I mean, yes, it's one of the first builds. It's kind of janky and it's got some issues, but the Reclaimer is kind of has that iconic uh, alien look to it. It's big. It's cool. It's, it's. But the Vulture wasn't available last year either, so. I'm hoping yeah. the Corsair new entries win. do pretty well usually. 
<laughs> well, let's no, not jump ahead. You just, you just We're going through the brackets one by one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what about you, Seaguard? I, you know, Reclaimer is one of my favorite ships. It's a, it's great, and I think I look back at it was nine months ago, and it's so much more fun to play. It's useful in game. They fixed a lot of things on it. Um, it's really a fun ship to play with multi-crew. And I could definitely see myself using it all the time. Uh, in fact, I have a Vulture and a Reclaimer. I definitely don't, probably less than an hour total in salvage in either. Um, <laughs> and the Vulture funny. I have a couple skins for. Mm-hmm. I, I Right now, um, my heart goes to Reclaimer, but my vote's going to go to the Vulture. It's a more polished ship. It's, um, it is very close to, I think, its final state in the game. Yeah. You know, it may have a coffee maker later, and it may be able to have working water fountains. You know, that's it's very polished right now. Yeah. Um, it, whereas the Redeemer. Munching, yeah, like all the other. Yeah. yeah, the Redeemer is Reclaimer. Or the Reclaimer is definitely iconic. And it is, boy, I don't want to be the guy who has to redo that because it's got a big fan club, right? I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot in that ship. Uh, in the end game, I think it's a great end game ship, Reclaimer. A Redeemer, I think it's, I'm sorry, Reclaimer. I think it's a great end game. But Vulture is the vote. Okay. Um, I actually, I disagree. I disagree with you, Skyguard. I, and, I well, think the honestly, Vulture has being a good shot. So I might be pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, I think it has a good shot. There's a lot of Drake fanboys out there. Look at how many times the Cuddy wins or gets close. Um, you know, a lot of Drake ships get to very close, you know, especially, I mean, we'll talk about what isn't in this, but. Um, the cat the caterpillar is not here this time. Um, this is the first of the ships where we have a truly yeah. old ship versus yeah. a much newer ship. Yeah, and the, the arrow is still profession. very, you know, yeah, in the same profession. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I I vote vulture. Speaking um, of the caterpillar, I, I do think that needs a rework. An amazing ship. ship. Yeah. 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 At least a mild yep. rework. The other thing is we don't have a mining ship in this. There's not a yep. single um, mining ship. We don't have the mole. We don't have the prospector. Now we comes... Don't, we don't have a true cargo ship. Yeah. We're well, getting yeah, one. True. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't even have the C2 or anything. Or, yeah. Um, all right. So we have the battle of the... Uh, essentially the... Um, uh, what? Wow. My goodness! It's like my brain is not working today. Terrapin versus the Carrick. Oh no! I was going to say. So we we just finished the battle of the Salvagers. Now we have the Anvil. Line yeah. Up. So we've got the Little Explorer slash Scout ship versus the Mighty Carrick. Carrick's won two. So far. <laughs> What do we if the Carrick doesn't win? What do we the think is gonna happen, Skyguard? And what do you want to happen? I don't necessarily think that. Yeah. What do you? So you yes, think the Carrick yeah. will pull through? Honestly, the I, I mean, I know the Terrapin's definitely got a fan base, and 
more props to them. I hope they win. But it, it's – the Terrapin looks cool. Its design is cool. But getting – you fly it, – it doesn't – well, it'd be nice if it got – It doesn't have any It doesn't sense. have any use in the game right now. There's no reason to get it out. You, you, um, you don't go, oh, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. I'll, I'll go get my Terrapin. No. Yeah, you could at least yeah. do a well, few the, the mission types with the Carrick. You could the cargo flying one. base right now. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be... Uh, well, Seagard, you go first. So... I don't think either of these two ships will make it to the end. I don't think either of these two ships will make it to the last, to the finals. Okay. Um, they're both getting pretty old. I mean, the Redeemer, or the Reclaimer, has been moved up to be at least on par with the Carrick and its capabilities, how it plays and how it flies. It's, it, it plays as you would expect it to, right? Yeah. Um, and the Terrapin... And the Carrick are both in that limbo land that you know that Skyguard described there. Um, if the Terrapin was a cargo ship, I think that would make it a more useful ship right now. But really, it has no advantages or disadvantages right now. It's a great looking ship. Yeah, uh, and I, in many ways, I think from a from a appearance perspective, I really like the Terrapin. I would probably Me pick too. it over the Carrick. Oof, I wouldn't do that, but... Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, they're massively different in size, right? It's a single-player yeah. it's a single player ship, but I think it's a great-looking design, like a little turtle. I love the cockpit. Um, yeah. Which also yeah. has a shield that isn't really talked about that much. Right. It, it's it's really interesting. Um, the Carrick is, is kind of losing some of its luster just because it's aging. It, it, it's, I disagree with that it's comment, as, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would actually, in this case, I will vote probably for the Terrapin. To be honest with you, but I want I don't them both. Think they the both Carrick's lost its luster. I think it's lost that new. I smell, may actually, so new ship smell. Yeah, uh, we say this, but it did win last year. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'll say. As beloved as the ship is, I don't need it to win. I don't even need it to get close to winning. I might vote for the Terrapin. Like, kind of like just for the little guy. And I think maybe some people are on the same page. The character's yeah. won twice. And also, you know, my point of view is I just don't think there's ever going to be a better paint than that first Carrick win. That paint is so good on the Carrick. And that's what I use for my paint. I don't think you need, I don't, like, I don't care as much. So I'm happy with voting for something else. Next up, two ships I own, two very versatile ships, great ships in the game, both really fun. Uh, a lot of gameplay associated with them, even though they might not have their core gameplay yet. It's the Drake Corsair versus the Crusader Mercury Star Runner. Yep. Skyguard, we already know how you feel. Corsair. I think Corsair's got some Anything else to add to that? I also think... It's. I, I, the, that's interesting. Okay. Um, anyways, moving on. <laughs> I heard that too. Yes, that was interesting. <laughs> Robo? Don't worry, got too much about it. <laughs> um, anyways, 
Yeah, has shininess. The wings the are interesting. New has shininess. And the MSR is nice, but it's not quite the hand solo ship everybody thought it would be, I don't think. It's, it's don't get me wrong, it's a great kind of all arounder in the same sort of field that the, Car- as the Corsair is in. Um, I think the Corsair is more useful in a way. It's got the firepower for the single player, it's got the cargo mm-hmm. space, it's got a bit of the survivability. It's not as fast as the Cutlass, but it isn't slow either. It is a pig in the turns, but then again, Drake's never known for turning well, so. They're more of dragsters than yeah. cornering cars. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. that they're, you're not you're not going okay. to F one here with a um, Drake. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at most of these ships, they're not going to F one at this point. Um, uh, Seaguard, what about you, Corsair or Star Runner? I'm going to go with a Corsair again. Um, I think they're very equal ships. I, mean, I think these are very interior-wise. They're, you know, they both have some really cool stuff. Um, the MSR, you know, we always forget about those secret passages and the chessboard and, you know, that type of stuff. Um, uh, I think the Corsair is is everything I would have expected to be from a paramilitary exploration kind of like, Ooh, look at me. I'm exploration, but I'm really a pirate. I mean, it it just, it's cool. Um, Corsair, I think. And then, um, yeah. Then the MSR. Okay. I will vote Corsair. I'm going Corsair as well. I I love both ships. Both are amazing. Both are only complaint is some of the the better ships in game in my opinion. The thirty K comes out with wings open and you gotta be really quick and really good to get the thing to not explode from colliding with geometry. Well well, I mean that's that's a game issue, not a ship issue. Yeah, I, I look at I look at the only the design flaws. Like if I looked at design flaws for me, the design flaws I see are in the Mercury, and it's mainly one. It only has one entrance. Oh, that doesn't bother me. Well, you know, you can only get out through the ramp, right? I would love yeah. to see it have an alternative exit, right? Um, I find that I, my thing with the the Corsair is it's a lot easier to knock off balance and, and cause disruption yeah. in its flight um, handling. Than the Corsair, because the Cor- I mean, oh, Jesus, we're all messing MSR, up. MSR, the MSR. And the MSR, because the MSR is a little bit more compact, a little tighter. There's not much to blow off of it. There's the nope. Corsair, it's like, oh, no, I lost a wing. And it's oh. extremely movable. But fact. I do I do love the Corsair. I mean, when we've played with it, um, we were doing it with the Xenothreat. It was really fun. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great ship for three mm-hmm. people or a four. A fully crewed Corsair is Deadly. The Connie yeah. can't spank I, it But I bad. think, you know, a Mercury, an MSR against a Corsair would, would have the, a the, good the, chance. The, it's the, fast. the main problem it's with the Corsair it's is more it's, not desi- for it's sure. designed yeah, for I mean, an offensive role. It is. It, it, it is yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it, 
One's, run, one's, one's running away from well, things for a living, well, and the other to, one's To put it in nautical terms, things. it's more of a... Uh, <laughs> it's got... It's got. I'd almost say it's like a sloop, almost. It's, re- it's reasonably fast. It's reasonably well-armed. It's not, by any means, a capital ship, but it can, it can raid larger yeah. ships, like larger merchant ships, and take their stuff and get away. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a fast hitter too because exactly. it hits hard when it's coming yeah. approaching a side of a ship. Forget yeah. it. Whereas like, the cutlass, you know, is more it can of be like dangerous. Those, uh, <laughs> like those little uh, pirate boats you see around the Horn of Africa. You and you're referencing the cutlass. No, I'm, the I'm comparing the cutlass to the corset. Specifically, yeah, and the the yeah, MSR okay. is yeah, I mean, true. That, basically, I mean, the Millennium Falcon ish, except the Millennium Falcon's cargo yeah. running stuff was mm-hmm. actually a very different style from how the Mercury Star Runner works. But I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, the next match, I think, is really well. Cutlass. You already said who you were going cutlass also. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think we're all cutty. The I mean, next two is an oh, interesting no, matchup. Corsair. The next, yeah. The next two are, are an interesting matchup. Yeah. So uh, the Connie Andromeda and the Cutty Black. Yeah. Mm. What do you think, Skyguard? I don't dislike the Connies as much as I used to. Uh, I still think their interior needs a major rework. Um, they're growing on me a little bit. I think the Cutlass is still going to win. It's still one of the most affordable utilitarian ships in the game. <coughs> you can trade, it's you highly, can fight, you can very explore. Popular. Oh, cut, cut, cut which, one you, which one do you want to win? You want the Cutty. <laughs> what gave it away? Yeah, you're you're a Drake fanboy. <laughs> I mean, Drake, 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 Drake. Drake. The fact that we're talking about the Mercury Star Runner, the Corsair, and then you're like, the Cuddy Black is <laughs> like, hmm, maybe someone likes Drake. Um, <laughs> what about you, Seagard? You know, I, uh, I like them both, and, and the Cutlass Black is a useful ship, but I have to say the Andromeda. I Okay, the, this snub fighter, snub fighter is something got I wish a, uh, a ground vehicle. It's got more cargo. It's got multiple exits in and out. It's got escape pods. It's got you know, um, it, you know, it's got that rounded bridge. It's, it's not rounded at really all. Really cool ship. Not rounded. <laughs> That's the. Oh, this uh, is the Andromeda. I was yeah. thinking the other. Yeah. So the Andromeda still though. But it has, like, it has an F ton of missiles though. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those that Andromeda against the Cutlass. Or the uh, Corsair is actually a pretty good match. Both um, have pretty rough turning ratios. Or they turning. do. The Snub it's Fighter, I've watched it. You know, Kate and Kate, Will yeah, and Kate, I guess Kate. it is. Uh, the, it was if you took the snub, if you took the Snub Fighter out, the Corsair usually won. But if you took the Snub Fighter into account and let it play, the Connie usually won. Yeah. So. Yeah, because it's it's like the it becomes the little pest that you can't get rid of. Correct. Yeah. 
Um, utilitarian, they're both very utilitarian ships. Uh, I do think that the Cutlass Black probably has a better interior right now, but the Andromeda, like the Aquila, is playing perfectly. I mean, ramps work. Yeah. You know, it's a fun ship. Yeah. I, um, you know, I don't love the Constellation series. I yeah, think I the know. inside needs to be good. It's not my favorite. Um, I love they and they'll probably they are. do quite a bit. They'll probably do quite a bit yeah. with that. I mean, just because it's just not comparable to newer ships. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, um, you know, I love me some Cuddy Black. I don't even have one anymore. I used to for many, many years. Um, I, do I? Who do I think is going to win that matchup? Probably the Cuddy Black. Who am I voting for? I'm going to go Connie Andromeda for a little bit of an underdog, in my opinion, vote. There's a lot of ships right now that vie with the Constellation or the Cutlass Black, the Raft, the Hull A, the Freelancer. Um, You've got, um, what else do we got in there? I'm not sure if I agree with the vie with that. (laughs) Oh, I do. I do. The the Cutty's a lot better than, I mean, in terms of versatility. It, it is, but it doesn't carry a huge amount of cargo. It's not exceptionally yeah. agile in a fight. I mean, you know, you get more bad. cargo, let's say, with a raft, um, and it's slower. I get you. But you get more cargo, and it's a great cargo ship. Um, I just think of roughly the, Cuddy, the same size. The Cuddy Black is the one of the cheapest multi-crew ships in the game. I, I tend and, to agree. I agree. And granted... You have to make a decision if you're if you're following the standard of the ship and it's two mm-hmm. crew, you have to decide between a co-pilot or a gunner. Yeah, but that second gunner makes a it, huge if difference. If we're in still on the Cuddy, he one does. thing I would I don't complain about is I think the co-pilot seat should be the pilot seat, and the current pilot seat, yes, like like a helicopter. Oh, for visibility's sake. Like, yeah. The yeah. co-pilot has it would be cool a tremendous field of, of the uh, wings. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I don't know how one on a cuddy. I don't see how you could justify the co-pilot seat at all, except for there's, power. There's manual. only two bunks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In other words, like, wouldn't you want that person in the gunner seat? It's not like a cuddy. Well, you don't have a have toilet to, right they're now. They're going to have to rework so, or a shower. They're, they're going to have to gut the gutty. They're going to have to add it back in because they're going to have to add it back in in some way because it doesn't make sense as a ship. It's not meant because to be. it's a short range ship at that point. Yeah. And if it's going to be a short range ship, then why do you need two seats for one person? Right. Um. Anyway, we could go on that's night. a whole nother topic area. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Now we've got the origin of all of our suffering. The 400. Ooh. See where we went with that? Yeah, that was uh, very <laughs> the good. Origin. Yeah. Uh, the 400 I versus the is just about the very original origin level. ship yeah. I like. Yeah. So I'm going with the 400 I. 600 I. Oh, okay. What do you think is going to win, though? Okay. And, uh, you know, obviously, 
I, I actually don't know in this matchup, but what do you, what do you think, Sigurd? I think 600i. I, I like them both. I think 400i has such a cool vibe. It's kind of a Sith kind of ship mm-hmm. or a yeah. Na- Naboo ship from Star Wars, right? Yeah. It's, it's got a great, you know, front end. Um, it, it's a it's a fun ship. Um, but I have to say that the 600i really does have some nice luxury features on it. And I know it's being redone, but I mean, I look at like the wall when you get off the elevator, it's that slate with the symbol through it. And the lighting is perfect. I mean, I would, if I ever got anything like my house, if I could get my entrance like that, I'd be like, Oh, Oh, and this is the Explorer mind you. So it's not even touring. Yeah. I think there's, I hate the touring. Correct, correct. The Explorer is good, but they are re-wickering that because there's lots of unused space in it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, it's funny because they, they set up... about the same cargo right now. Yeah. It's funny yeah. because they set up the... They really kind of established the larger origin look and feel with the 600i. But then I think they realized, like, wow, this is too luxurious in terms of, like, wasted yeah. space. Yeah. I mean, the captain's quarters and everything are fantastic. I mean, it is, yeah, it's a, it's a great ship. The view out, I mean, wow, can you imagine waking up in that bed, you know, yeah. getting up <laughs> and walking around in your thong? If you did the really populated city, you'd be arrested for I public indecency and even work crimes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Never have something so small cause so much harm to so many. <laughs> Um, for me, I'm going based on the ship that currently is, I think the 400 is a more tightly packed, better version. It's cool. Um, it's a tough one. It's tough. I don't, ultimately, I don't care which one wins, even though I have a 400 I, but I kind of like the default paint anyway, so I don't really care. Um, I can't predict who's going to win. And the reason why is I feel like this year is going to be different because we've had, this is what, the fourth or fifth one now? Yeah. So you're getting to the point, there's a few new entries. So that adds some suspense. But then there's also this, I kind of feel like people are going to vote based on a lot of criteria. I, I just don't also know. I think there's probably, probably more just, 600 just items as than there are 400 items. Sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, but then the other thing is, yeah, it's not it's the owners fast. who decide who wins in some of these instances because there's plenty of people who don't own either who are going to vote on this. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. I, I, I want the 400i to move forward, but if it doesn't, I'll be fine. Right, and then we've got the cutter versus the eight ninety jump. Skyguard, what do you think? Eight ninety jumps going to win. What's going to win, and what do you want to win? I want the cutter to win. We know what you want to win. I like the cutter. I like the variants I've okay. seen. I want them to do more stuff with it. I think it's a great starting ship. I think it's a great all arounder ship. I think it's absolutely awesome, and I think. The 890 is a space yacht. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What about you, Seagard? Oh, 
Um, I, oh, it is, is a magnificent ship. We've had a lot of fun that you know using Nick's is it, it does look every bit like an org, you know, main ship. It's beautiful. Um, a lot of fun, and we know it'll stop an A2's bomb with its shields, you know, from um, Nick parking it over the uh, drug <laughs> facility. Over jump town. Yeah, jump town. Uh, but I'm going to go with the 890 jump. I don't know that the 890 jump's ever won it. I don't think it has any skins yeah, either. It's not even gotten close. And I would love to see another skin on it. So interesting. So to me, the 890 jump is a wild card. Mm-hmm. I personally think I want to vote. I'm voting for the cutter. I also think the cutter is going to win based on popularity. Mm-hmm. However, there are a lot of people campaigning for the 890 because. Can, you know, can you imagine how long it, has, it doesn't like have any skin skins? For that thing? I just don't. Well, I don't know. Who knows how long it takes? I mean, yeah, they might just well. select. Or well, they might I, just I guess select variables and it changes the color. It's a big ship. I just don't. I just think, based on ownership, I I would be shocked cutter. if it got to top yeah. four. Yeah, eight ninety. I think the cutter could go all the way. I do think that. I feel that way with any Drake ship. I feel like any Drake ship could go all the way. Um, you, I could definitely see the Corsair, the Cuddy making the finals, the Vultures making the final. I, I, any of the Drake ships in this for sure. The, the, Buck, the, the Buck I would never see going all the way. The Buck's good, but it's an but, interceptor more than anything else. That was my roommate laughing. Yeah, but like... Yeah. The Drake ships we have are really good Drake ships. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if any of them won. But I just, I don't see the jump, 890 jump beating out um, the cutter. I just don't see it. You know, it's funny. Two of the ships I would love to have seen here. Well, one is, you know, we have the Scorpius. But what's the one that has the um, uh, oh, yeah. EMP? The uh, Oh, the um, the Scorpius. It does, but I keep wanting to say like Andreas. I'm like, no, that's not it. I think well, that the, would have the, been the a Scorp- better one to see. Up the Scorpius there does have an EMP. Yeah, but people didn't vote thing. for that. No, well, I agree. I agree. Antares. <clears throat> no, not the Scorpius. The uh, Antares, yeah. Antares, Antares right. isn't the well, one that won. It's the base Scorpius, although you can use the skin on either. The, the the other two ships I don't see is the Cartual. And I know a lot of people don't get to see that, but that ship is beautiful up close. The detail, it is so far just an amazing execution of a ship. And it's a couple of years old now. I mean, the interior is awesome. The lighting is awesome. The little floating stairs is so cool. I mean, the movement of the engines and the, the paint job is so neat when you get up close. It is just really cool. Um, and then, you know, what the other one I was really just, I did not see the Aurora EOS on there. I was just, I think it's understated. 
it's just I, it would have been a win. So I guess they just didn't include it. I mean, I didn't see any Aurora pictures on anything. <laughs> I didn't see that in any of the con- I, There were a lot of ships I saw that didn't show up here, but the Aurora wasn't one of them. <laughs> it's one of my still one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's dive in. We, we've kind of been we, we've beleaguered this quite a bit, but it's okay. Content. Um, it's been a while. So let's let's match up round two. Obviously, unfortunately, the Fury didn't win. Um, Everybody's Skyguard, so favorite it is little. The but you're hoping, Matt. yeah. So yep. you're hoping you're hoping the Scorpius wins. All right. So based on that lineup, Scorpius versus I want the Arrow. Scorpius who do you want in the kind of Arrow popularity? Yeah. I mean, the Scorpius has been in the semifinals. The Arrow hasn't. I don't think the Arrow goes to round three, no matter what. Okay. So you don't think the Arrow wins against whoever wins today? Correct. It, it has a lot of kills in the in the yeah. first. I get it. But um, the weapons are too light. Um, it just always struck me as a little bit too fragile. Yeah. I mean, it is a light fighter, so. Yeah. So Scorpius or the Redeemer, I think, will go to semifinal. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I voted Scorpius, but it looks like Redeemer. I'm going to assume the Redeemer also goes to semifinal. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we've got. Yeah, probably uh, Redeemer. It's say? popular enough. Hmm. Yeah, Redeemer's more popular. Versus it's, the Arrow. Yeah. The, the Arrow's popular, but I mean the Arrow's remember very the Redeemer popular. was the fan designed ship. It was it's the one that that when everybody wants a gunboat to go shoot sure. crap up at jump town what or whatnot, they go with the Redeemer. Yeah. True. But it's uh, it's also used for everything. I mean it's not just I see people yeah. using it more for ground missions. I would have liked to space see, missions. Yes, I would have liked to see a round two with Scorpius versus Arrow. That would have been interesting. Yeah, and that still could happen, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, could it could? Good. but yeah, I suspect. I don't think it's going to, but it could. <clears throat> now, when you look at the Reclaimer, the Vulture, the Terrapin, and the Carrick, yeah, I think this is kind of a no-brainer. It will be Carrick. Versus the vulture, mm-hmm. and the vulture will win in the semifinal. Let's see. You just said, "What do you think, Skyguard?" I agree. I think that's what it's going to be. Next one's tougher. Yeah, these are all pretty good ships. I mean, we all said Corsair. Yeah, and then you and I said Connie, and Skyguard said Cuddy. But oh, this way, if you went Corsair well, against Cuddy's, Cuddy's already won the past. I, I think Corsair is winning this regardless. I think, yeah, I think Corsair would win. And I if think you the go is running regardless, winning Corsair regardless. against Mercury or Constellation, Corsair will win against. I, I, definitely I would against like a new Andromeda. Corsair skin. <laughs> it's tough with the Mercury. Yeah. So I do think it's the Corsair. I think it's I, the Corsair. 
I think the top four Corsair is definitely in there. There's no, I, I would be, I, I think I the would Corsair be so once it surprised. Gets, once it loses that new paint look to it, is one of the most beautiful ships in the game. But now yeah, we it, look, it's, it's not so pretty yeah, when it's brand I mean, new and true. it's freshly painted, but you right, you fly the thing through a sandstorm or two and it looks great. <laughs> I like it every way. The last category is the tough one. I, I mean, it's all origin, but the cutter. So truthfully, we're picking a, a top four mm-hmm. out of the 400i, the 600i, the cutter, and the 890 jump. Right. I think what do you cutter's think? Cutter's probably category? number one, then 600i, then 890, then the 400. What, what do you think, Seagar? Whew. I could definitely see the 890. It's tough. It's tough. But if it's the 890 or the cutter. Mm. That, I definitely think it's one of those two. And I think that, yeah, there could uh-huh. be a fan club that go go for the cutter. And there's, that's, you know, now that I think about it, there's not a lot of 890 owners. That's So mm-hmm. that's yeah. what, what drives me too is owners. That was probably, I was probably wrong with the 890. I would choose the 890, but I suspect it will be the cutter facing off against the 400i, and the cutter will win. Okay. I, I think the cutter's making it. I think we're, in my mind, the final four is going to be the Redeemer, the Vulture, yeah. <laughs> so all the Corsair and the Cutter, yeah. And those are all. That's a good combo in my mind. Yeah, that's um, a good combo. That's that's pretty solid four ships. So, I mean, and I don't know if who's looking at the bracket to to be able to visualize this. Because, I am. I am. Okay, cool. Because then, who do you think is going to be in the finals? The the top two. So we have basically the Redeemer against the Vulture. I think I think that the Redeemer will win that. Mm-hmm. And in the final, and then on the other side, we are going to have, we said the Corsair versus the Cutter. And I think the Corsair will win that. Okay. So I think of the Redeemer versus a Corsair well, they're, is they're a both great face-off. And well, you know what? Yeah. While we have you, yeah. who wins that matchup? Who wins Corsair. that matchup? Ooh, it, it's a popularity. It's a popularity contest, and they're both very popular. I, I would have to go with. Um, I'd rather fight a Corsair and a Redeemer than a than a Redeemer. Or, yeah, I'd rather fight a. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Redeemer. I think the Redeemer has more. Mm-hmm powerful guns um and it and it's more compact but uh it's tough so you have the redeemer as champion that's what i'm thinking okay skyguard so what what do you think is going to be in the finals the top two redeemer and corsair probably going to be in the top two which one of them wins who knows well, you you, you know you, what well, I want. I'm already. guessing you you obviously want the Corsair. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with that. That's good. I agree. I think the Redeemer is going to beat out the Vulture. 
as much as I think people like the Vulture, I think the Redeemer wins in the finals. And people will be happy with that because semifinals means they still get a paint skin for the Vulture anyway. I don't see, own a Redeemer. See, I just want to. The guy who owns everything in game. You have more industrial, many though. What yeah, is it? I three? got rid of as many of those as I can, so I kept. Two. 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 It came with a pack, so it's a P and a, a standard. All right, so I think it's Redeemer versus Corsair. I think the Corsair takes it. I think it, I think the Corsair takes it. I think that'll be their champ. So, yeah. They're it, both good it, ships. They're both good ships. It'll be really interesting to see. I mean, it, it in my mind, it would be crazy to see three Drakes versus the Redeemer. Um, but I do think that's a highly high potential. I could be wrong. I'm in, well, let, let's see. That's there. Oh wait, no. Oh yeah, yeah. I do think I, I think the vulture will be either the terrapin or the Carrick. If the vulture wins, if the reclaimer wins, then I don't know. You know, if they would have put the cutter wins. Go ahead. I'm sorry, cut you off. I was just saying that's assuming the vulture wins. Yeah. If they they would have put the cutter against the redeemer and put the Scorpius against the eight ninety. You mean the arrow against it? Oh, yeah. No, the Scorpius. Scorpius. Uh-huh. Put them on opposite sides. I think you may have a different outcome, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think the Cutter would beat the Redeemer. I think the Scorpius would beat the 890. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the, like, I think the Vulture is worthy of being in the end. I just don't think its lineup allows it to get there. I mean, if you look, the Scorpius and the Redeemer are technically both heavy fighters. Aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, one's kind of a cutter, right? It's a little bit bigger. Scorpius. And the Scorpius, to me, is not a heavy fighter. It just, it's very Is, it, con- is it considered one, though? I think it is. It's like the um, it's Hurricane. It's kind of like between medium and heavy. Yeah. It's not like the C8 or the, what is it, the uh, Anvil C8, whatever it is. The the uh, Ultimate lightning. Client. The lightning, yeah. I mean, that's a single person aircraft. The TA is the Pisces. Yeah. Which, let's talk about the missing ones that we're surprised about. The Pisces, I'm not surprised it's missing because there's so many new good ships. I'm surprised the um, Caterpillar's not here. Is there anything missing that you're surprised about? I, I would have thought Taurus. I, I just think people go well, generic with the I mean, lineup. A lot of the new hotness right now is the Drake, so that doesn't really surprise me. I'm surprised the Hercules isn't in here. True. You know what's not here? Yeah. There's no misc. And well, the Fury's on there. Fury's the only misc ship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that's it. Yeah, that's the only one, and it lost. Well, that that would be my Drake side talking. (laughs) But yeah, in 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 my having flown it side talking, (laughs) it's just not as maneuverable as they advertise it. I'm surprised there's no, there's not a single mining ship either. Yeah, I don't I mean, think no I don't two, think they're really heavy specialized industrial ships. Will ever particularly win? Not really. Well, we got well, the we vulture. Can't say oh, that because we'll get, we've I got guess. two heavy specialized industrial ships. I don't. True. 
And we've got a lot of exploration ships. We've got one, two, three. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Four, expo- five exploration ships on here. Granted, not all five are. I mean, I would say out of I, the five exploration ships, I there's only think, two that are really I think 100% people think geared of towards the mining ships more as tools than. Ooh, I want to fly that ship. Whereas the Vulture, yeah. it looks unique. It's kind of cool looking. Whereas you look at the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And everybody well, plus wants one. Salvage is the newest mechanic. Yeah. Well, it's always wow. interesting. I mean, it should be an interesting one. I mean, every time we add a new ship, it gets more and more interesting. So, looking forward to chatting. Is, about is this that next your invitation for me to, to come back? We did. Week. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Yeah, if you'd like to. Skyguard, you're always welcome. Uh, so, that brings us up to the everlasting uh, journey of George Dumont. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, here we go. Personal Journal, George Dumont. August 23rd, 2953. Things have been popping off lately. I'm still not sure what we are up against, but I have been out on a few missions with the team. My first mission didn't go too well for me, but that was part of the plan. I was running a Nomad as a bait ship. I flew in to pick up some supplies which were really just empty cargo bins. Once I loaded and launched, I departed the weapons-free zone on a normal departure. As Lusteroth had expected a mantis popped on my radar about five minutes later. He had a crime stat, and he ran me down quickly. As we had planned, I acted like a runner and ramped up the thrust and boosted the rear shields. I knew Lusteroth and the team were flying cover, but we all underestimated how fast the mantis would catch me. The mantis had my shields down within seconds with precise shots. My ship rattled and shook as he hit me with his weapons. The pilot also timed it perfectly taking out my system with a precise EMP burst as he flew past me. I was soon on the ground and the ship was trashed. Luckily, I did get my engines to restart and slowed the impact using every bit of vertical thrust the ship could muster. The impact knocked me out, but I woke up to a major gunfight outside the ship. I could see three ships and multiple troops tearing into each other. The mantis that had taken me down was already a burning wreck sitting about 100 meters from me. Sig's Cutlass Steel was hovering further out and pounding a Cutlass Black to rubble. The Cutlass Black was on the ground with all doors and its ramp open riddled with holes. Evidently, they had landed near the scattered cargo boxes to loot and scoot. It probably had worked for them in the past but this time we had caught them napping. Our ground team was already close and was steadily advancing toward the enemy ground troops under the steel's covering fire. They must have been dropped off closer while I was still out and the steel must have drifted back during the fight to stay out of the Black's front firing arcs. Both groups looked about the same size, but several of the enemy were already down. The enemy was organized and trying to recover using the cover in the boxes. I saw at least two machine gunners taken out in quick succession. The first guy went down firing and the second guy went down trying to get the MG back into action. That told me we also had a sniper team out there somewhere. Good as the enemy was... They didn't have a chance, and it was over in roughly five minutes. Our guys simply had more firepower and knew how to put it down. After the fight one of our medics came in with Lusteroth and patched me up. Lusteroth gave me the full story while we torched the evidence and Geeky searched for intel with his guys. 
I remember seeing Skyguard and Droz on the door guns of the steel. Mr. Tim had been in the turret. As we lifted to head out, I saw a reliant Cora lifting off through the smoke. That was probably Haymar and Badger working as the sniper and scout team. I ended up with some bruises and scrapes, but it was definitely worth it. P.S. I finally found out how, Mr. Tim, got his nickname. It turns out he used to have a show for kids. He was evidently a minor star and the sweater he wore every day is now in a museum on his home world. Apparently, <laughs> Mr. Tim was going to love me. Yeah, that, that, that organ was really interesting. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Tim! Mr. Tim! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You really pulled in everybody for that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That, that actually stemmed from a real situation. I was out and uh, I actually had a whole lane, not a nomad. And I was lifting off and I departed and, and Advantis did show up. And I put every literally I went to max speed and went everything to the rear of my shields max my shields and put everything to the rear I was on the ground 30 seconds later I mean and I had been up two three thousand feet I mean he took me out I was like wow that was impressive <laughs> speaking you know interesting <clears throat> enough I was just you know we've been questioning um you know what's going to happen with the whole sea and for those who don't know, I mean, this isn't what's been discussed, but the current tractor beam will Ooh, handle up to the 32 oh. SCU crates. Th that'll oh, make okay. it really easy. Okay. So we're going to have different size crates, not just a little one SCU. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. At least for now, until they can get vehicle tractor beams, which also confirms that we're not going to get vehicle tractor beams. Yeah, I learned a I learned a uh, interesting lesson in the army about stuff like that, logistics of refueling and you know cargo and everything. I pissed off a supply sergeant who was bringing me uh, oil for my tank, and a tank takes a lot of oil. I mean, it's like twenty two gallons. It's, it's it's a big number. Yeah, the guy brought it to me and pint cans it's like where did you even find pint cans i mean it was like looking three or four cases i was like oh shit so yeah i can't imagine loading a whole c it would be just like that one little can pop a hole in it glug 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 next little can pop a hole in it so anyway um, yes, sorry. A bunch of my friends started well, they, to me. Oh, well, you didn't miss much. It wasn't and, a great story. No, I, I was listening at the same time. I'm good. I was they all like, want, want like, invites to the bug. Jumping from that. So that, that brings us. No, it, yeah. they're all like, it's just, it's just two groups of friends started texting me at the same time. I'm like, oh my God, they're all available right now. Um, anyway. Um, in case you can't tell, I've been tipsy for a while. I've been drinking Negronis all night. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um, so that brings us to tips and tricks. Um, no one submitted anything. So despite our three-week hiatus, um, I think I no had one had submitted any tips or tricks. Anyone have any here? <laughs> Skyguard. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. Uh, if you're if you're in a gunner okay. position and the pilot designates a target with the one or two you don't have to go target that with 
you can just press one or two on your keyboard and it'll jump to it. I learned that from pros. Nice. Oh, cool. Excellent. Um, what about you, Seagard? Anything? Yeah, I had one. Uh, I think it's probably pretty pretty well known, but uh, I was running into a lot of high winds when I was doing some cargo running, and uh, so I'd land, get out of the ship, and I generally get to the buildings pretty good, and then I was looting. Um, definitely, I definitely recommend looting, and if you don't even have time to loot, at least check the local inventory, because a lot of people forget that they've dragged everything into the local inventory. Uh, and I've found stuff kind of like that way. Um, especially if it's yours, you forget um, to pick it up. You go back there and it'll be there, right? So that was tip number one. The second one is is that when you're – sometimes you get stuck out there and you're trying to get back to your ship or to the next building and it's real windy, um, crouching down speeds you right up. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, if the yeah, if the wind's blowing, so that would be my other one. Okay. Alternatively, that that's only if you're going against the wind. If you're going with yeah. the wind, you can usually run pretty fast too. Yeah, thought about that too. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, there I'm on that bandwagon again. Excellent. Hundred percent. Um, that brings us to. For science. And as you can imagine, similarly, no one submitted anything for yeah. science. Oh, for, for, um, I am currently in the science. This <laughs> yeah. absent makes the heart feel fonder with video games. Probably at some point. That's right. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, um, I have two. I guess it was at least one. We'll start with the first one and see if I can keep the, the other one in my mind. Uh, so I was loading cargo, and um, like I had the hull A, and, and I had a Taurus. And in both cases, I found that even when I couldn't fill the ship, uh, I really expected the cargo to be balanced, but on the whole A, it puts it all on one side and then goes to the other side. Mm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, the second one was the Taurus. Um, I couldn't fill the Taurus, but I could get, you know, 50, 50 uh, cargo crates in it. Um, you know, I had enough money for that. And it put it all on one side of the ship and put it in the first row, two boxes high. I thought it would be more like the front half of the ship would be one box deep, right? Mm. <laughs> it doesn't. It puts it all on one side. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and, and then the last one, uh, the second one is that um, if, if you have damage on your ship um, and you are having a hard time controlling it, definitely check if you can turn off any of your thrusters. A lot of times, basically, I, I was pretty badly damaged, and I was trying to figure out why it wasn't flying correctly. I was able to go into my itemized engineering and shut down everything and then turn them on one at a time and scan which ones were functioning, right? Uh, and you can get to the ship to where it's liable, right? It's not going to be powerful. It's not going to be, you know, super great, but it'll get you back. 
Um, and then the second part of that is, uh, this is kind of a tip and trick, don't try to land on a planet. Fly to Grimhex, right? Grimhex, if you can, if you can quantum jump, fly to Grimhex because you can land in the hangar um, much easier. They have big hangars, especially for big ships. Um, you guess you could do the same thing on a uh, station, but it is a little bit harder, I think, because they, you know, the, I think it's just a little harder on the on the vertical stations when you come in from the top. Yeah. So, oh, it is definitely Grim a little tighter. Side is a lot better, but yeah. so, won't necessarily be an option forever. Right. Right. But those items definitely can, you know, you can shut off a left one if it's acting up or the right one if it's acting up and the left one of balance having, you know, maybe you got one on the right front and the right the left rear that work. Well, the ship lift like that. So, yeah. Sweet. <clears throat> See, I changed it. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. 100%. <laughs> sweet. 100% sweetened. Yes. <laughs> so those would be my all natural sweetener. That's right. That's right. All righty. Well, I have nothing to contribute to this segment as per usual. Ironic, since I run the science org. Um, <laughs> I'm more the explorer type, okay? Yeah. Uh, that brings us to Seagard's question. So, so what piece of deep philosophy do you have for us? <laughs> so this, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, hang on. We got to talk about what you talked about last week. Oh, that's or, right. Like many moons ago. Right. Jeez, you guys that's are right. worse than me. I am I'm trying to work on another song. I'm trying to come up with another little quick little ditty. So way back in the beginning of August, Seagard asked, as new ships come with fuel, guns, and missiles, should they also come equipped with undersuits, helmets, pyro yes, tools, yes, but and they should be like the cheap stuff for the get crew. By your car. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, the the the, the worst mats. Um, so CM Fry said, "Do boats come with that stuff?" No, we had to buy everything. If they did, it should be an option and cost according to the ship and supplies needed. I think it shouldn't, though. Mister Mystery said. Yeah, but boats, I know there are some exceptions, don't really come equipped because they are universal. Fishing, water skiing, tubing, etc. Much like starter ships. You can haul, you can fight, maybe race, maybe rescue people, but you can't do it very well. If you're an Apollo Medivac, I'm pretty sure it comes with some of the basics for doing its job, providing medical aid. If you're in a dropship for troops... It would be nice to have it stocked or easily stocked with a default equipment loadout. If you're an 890 jump, please give me an easy button to stock my restaurant amenities, etc. I don't want to play purchasing agent and micromanage the minor nuances of all my ships. Give me an easy button to just restock. I don't care if it costs money, but let me insure it or pick a mm -hmm. default so every time I spawn, the ship is ready to go. Uh, and then CM Fry said, true. Um, undead parrot. It's been a while, undead parrot. 
Yeah. Said, I think the personal items should be part of some other personal insurance. I don't feel that the insurance should cover the most difficult to obtain powerful items, etc. rail guns, but there should be some selection of personal items that you can get delivered to you after death. S. Gateman said, maybe the first time you buy a ship, it will come with certain amenities as a purchasing bonus, such as EVA suits. But when you lose them, they should be gone. Unless like undead parrot says, they have personal item insurance. I'd love the option to quickly restock certain items though, like rep, weapon racks, food, spare suits, etc. That would save so much time. Canuck 2099 said, simply put, no. Drow said, definitely not. I think you should start with a loincloth and have to earn everything in game, whether it be <laughs> from taking what isn't yours or finding a way in game to earn it. Zeem said, by default, no, but as others mentioned, some form of, some form of loadout feature for your ships would be very welcome to lessen the manual refilling of storage, gun racks, and suit lockers. A high-end insurance that remembers your exact exact ship state and contents no Perfect matter for what owners, would what also be a good solution to this. With wild party. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I think that uh, pretty... like That's my image, is the 890. Uh yeah. Genly Annoyed said, I just love Genly Annoyed. Um, I'd love to see you ships come with extras, perhaps like a loot drop where there may be things left behind. Like, by like, like a dead owners. body in the cargo bay. For new, it might be more appropriate. To... That's right. Or some, something mysterious in the, in the, uh, in the little uh, Jeffrey tubes of the uh, Mercury Star Runner. For new, it might be more appropriate to add the option to outfit it at purchase for a combo price. I think that's a good approach. And then Gutter Pup said, <laughs> Gutter Pup. Great name. Um, absolutely. The 300 series can be decked out on purchase in the RSI store with additional options you will always have when your ship spawns. In short, this is already an in-game mechanic. The items you mentioned could be easily be added by CIG. Uh, Gutter Pup, I think that is a thing for paying for those customizations, but I, I think we're more curious about in-game customization. Um, but still, yes, it is something that exists, even though they haven't fleshed that out for any other ship or anything else. Um, the Skyguard, insurance? what do you think? Um, Or just buying sort of like equipment. buying ships with equipment. As long as it makes sense. I could see a Drake ship coming. Like, let's say there's an entry level. There isn't. Let's say like the Cutlass or the Cutter comes with a basic space suit. Cutter. Because they know this is mm. out, out, outer wilds kid, whatever, for a spaceship. Where else is he going to get a suit? Um, so hey, we'll throw, we'll throw the suit in for you for free, kid. Yeah, it's an origin. <laughs> they'll they'll sniff at you and go what? <laughs> Unless it's like one of the racing things, and they'll throw some like specialty origin racing suit in there for an extra hundred thousand credits or something. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like there'll be kind of a there might be a mixture of this, and I kind of. 
I like the idea of the default, right? You're not really hyper custom. Like I buy a, I think of the carrot cause I just sit, see all those suit lockers, you right. know? And like, I just picture a basic space suit in those. When you purchase the ship, it comes with the ship. It's an expensive ship. Maybe, maybe not with the Carrick. Maybe an 890 has the, like a fancy, but basic, you know, EVA suit for the crew. Uh, and then you as the owner could be like, no, my crew only wears actually, gold EVA suits because give me I'm a second. Fancy. In, in terms of thermoregulation in space, gold is excellent for that. Actually. <laughs> No, I know. I, I, I mean, well, we don't know what life, the materials are on these suits. We're talking about the colors. NASA needs to keep yeah. their astronauts from being fried by thermal radiation. They use gold. They use gold foil. <laughs> hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. They, well, well, that's that uh, kind of on the inside the, of the helmets the, there or something. Vacuum too? metal vapor deposition or something like the that. Shielding. If you look at the Apollo spacecrafts, they've got gold foil all over the outside, and that's why. Sorry. <laughs> Geeking <Yeah>. out. <laughs> I mean, no, that's fine. It's, listen, to each their own. I get it. But to me, that's the, the thing I'm thinking of. Like, there's the generic version. Not all ships will come with that, but like, I could see a higher end ship or something that might be more right. specialized having a basic version, and then you can upgrade. And right. I, I mean, just like if you went to, I mean, I could go build a car right now at a at a car manufacturer. I could pick the paint, the stereo, everything, and I could pick the car mats. And, and I think that's the same thing you're getting at. I could get the car mats. I could be like, oh, I want this top of the line interior. And I want an extra this and this thing. I want this, this pouch package for the back seat, And I want my DVD players and all that BS. Yeah. And, and like on your Carrick, right? If you yeah. bought a brand new Carrick and it is built for exploration, I would expect those wall lockers, those shoot, suit lockers to have... At like least an Odyssey standard suit. venture suit yeah. for every bunk, and I would expect a warm weather, cold weather suit. Yeah, right. It, that's minimum. I mean, your venture suit is kind of your work utility. Yeah, suit right. Um, and then I, and then I, I actually you need tools, right? You need yeah. tools to repair things. So, and you need like you know. Are you going to use a Band-Aid for, to heal a guy? Or are you going to are you have a full medical suite? In the That's what I was going to say. Are you going to have, you know, not going to have the medical gun? I mean, it just doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Um, you should be able to operate it um, and assume that anyone buying that level ship is an experienced crew, either paying for it mm-hmm. or being sponsored to pay for it. Yeah. Um, a new person... You know, you get an Aurora, I would assume you get a basic helmet and a basic suit. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Well, and what, you know what it also does is it really opens up the resale market like used to ships. You could get a ship that's in moderate shape, but it has all the original kit in it. Yeah. Well, now it's a useful ship. I, you know, I got to tweak it a little bit. I got to do a little maintenance on it, but. I can function like this. On another hand, you might get one that's a little bit beat up and maybe two or three of the helmets are broken and nothing matches. Um, 
And if you're the Drake Corsair guy, right, maybe you want, uh, maybe it comes with a medium armor, right? And only the, you know, there's four sets of medium armor or something, right? That comes with it. That has Drake branded on it, right? Well, I could also see, like, I think we'd mentioned this the last time, you could open up people reselling ships, right? Hitting them out with everything that someone might want. Um, the question too is like, will insurance, yes, insurance could probably deliver you a generic version of your ship, but could you also just take the money and go buy something with it? You absolutely like could. Real you could insurance. buy better, right? You, know you could I mean? buy better. So like, yeah. then you could go to someone who's like, all I do is kit out these ships and make money in game. Cause I'm spending yeah. the time doing it. Cause I'm a weird obsessive, not weird. I'm an obsessive person. I actually looked into this, and it's kind of what drove it. I was actually trying to um, just kind of thinking about the game, and and I said, you know, I wonder, I wonder how the real world does this. You buy a super tanker, does it just show up as the ship, and the fuel tanks are empty, and you know, uh, the the batteries aren't charged, and there's no flashlights, and there's no safety gear. Uh, you can't sail it that way because the that you'd be breaking about 50 laws, right? Safety laws, maritime laws. Um, so there has to be, and like, just think ropes alone. How many ropes are on the ship? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, extension cords, drills, safety helmets, vests, um, work gloves. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that well, goes even, on. I mean, even rowboats, you know, or like, Robot, yeah. you know, escape yeah. vessels, essentially. Right. I can't imagine like not having some kind of safety suit for anyone that's mm-hmm. on a, like a space liner. Mm. Right? Maybe you know gives you a four-hour safety capacity. You know, you know, in case there's damage to the ship and it ha- it's, it's hold and you have no oxygen. You know? I don't know. You know. Well, we will have plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we figure out the answer. What, out of curiosity, what's your question for this week? So this week was, um, actually, this came from Lusteroth. Um, So, and basically, uh, the question is. No, his name too. (laughs) Yeah. What is the market rate for a player crewman? Um, And this is from Lusteroth. So basically, he's, he was looking (laughs) in our discussion. He was, he was wondering how much people are paying crewmen on their ships. And he runs a pretty slick deal uh, where you take missions. Um, he shares missions with you. You do the missions. He takes part of the profit. You get the other part of the profit, right? So he's running this all the time with us, you know, in the group. Uh, who wants to do this? You don't have to do anything. Just Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good little business he's got he's going. the benefactor. It's, yeah. It's definitely a cool thing. Um, but we've had this discussion way back when, you know, what do you do about mining ships, right? Oerth did that whole thing. How do you pay your crew? Um, and my thought at the time was it has to be worthwhile to the crew. So I said I would pay them a minimum of, of you know, I think it was 10000 each on my mole. And I would get 50% of the profit and they would make at a minimum 10000 And if we hadn't made any money, I would pay it out of my pocket. Otherwise, they would split the other 50 between them, right? So that was how I got, you know, we played that scenario. And that seemed like a pretty reasonable thing. Um, it has to be profitable for the captain who's taking all the risk. 
but it also has to be profitable for a crewman. And if you're, if you can mine and make hundred thousand in a, you know, half a day's play on a prospector, why would you ever get on my mole? Gosh, yeah. that's totally right. So it's an interesting I, question. Well, Personally, I think risk that the whole pirate mission, though. like pirates used to do use something called shares, and a captain, the owner of the boat, got a certain share. The captain, the amount of shares. The captain of the got a certain amount of shares, and I think that way might be a better way to do it. I'm not sure how it was divided up. So each, each share was worth X amount. I don't know. Right. Um, but if you do it that way and call and right. share a percentage, that might work out better in the long run. Like whether it's an eighth, yeah, a fifth, right. a 16th, a 64th, who knows? Yeah, I well, agree. To me, the, the minimum you have to pay them is what they would have yeah. making a, make in a, roughly a comparable time. And you can't take the maximum they would make on their own. You have to say, well, you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. Well, you, so if, you you, can make, if you can make 50000 you know, maybe I'd pay you 20000 for three hours. But you got to think of it this way, too. You might not be hiring. You're probably not hiring the prospector owner. You're probably hiring the mm-hmm. Aurora owner who's trying to build up their mining skills. That's what I would So hope. that when they earn money on your ship, they could buy a prospector. Right. And right now, we don't have a lot of those people out there. I mean, most people have invested yeah. more money in the game. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, they'll stop. I mean, in theory, <laughs> they'll stop selling ships. Yeah. Um, anyway, great question. Uh, that brings us up to the Q and a, we got a couple questions this week. S Gateman has quite a lengthy one. So please forgive me. The last episode I listened to you, uh, I listened, you were talking about going to other systems to buy certain ships. I was thinking that perhaps the entire ship buying experience should be revamped as in real life, different manufacturers give you different buying experiences. From the used discount car lot, where the pushy and possibly sketchy salesperson tries to sell you a car as fast as possible, to the plush experience of a luxury brand car. Star Citizen could also emulate this. Think that, uh, think about when you buy an origin ship. All the salespeople are wearing fancy suits. Oh, sorry. All the salespeople are wearing fancy suits provide you with a glass of champagne and maybe throw some origin swag your way with the new purchase. The ship buying process could also could actually be a fun part of the game rather than a quick yeah, way I to could, spend oh, pardon me. large amounts of cash. I could also see that's all right. I can also see used ship lots as a place to sell your ship. And depending on your reputation, you could barter for a better buy slash sell price thoughts and discussion. I think gamifying the sale and purchase of ships in game could be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I foresee this happening. I mean, we already have different style showrooms as it is. New Deal yeah. is a, a used, sort of like a used car. The The most used car was the one on um, Levski. 
That no, one was sort of like a used car. Le- Levski was the shady pushy used car. Um, New Deal's more of the still used car, but it's um, it's it's corporate layout. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's CarMax. New Deal is CarMax. Yeah, the Crusader showroom was a nice experience. Yeah. And right. and I could see them pushing that out especially once like we're not even at the point where most of the the ship manufacturers have their home planets there. Like we don't have the Kessel system. We don't have right. uh, Terra. We don't. So once those are in game, you'll see bigger, better, cooler spaces to to show off ships. Right. Now you know using kind of um, uh, Lester Roth's model. I mean, for a player player type business, you know, you literally could be the car sales guy. I mean, you go buy all the ships. Yeah. Buy them used, fly them in, buy them, fix them up, or buy them brand new, bring them in, um, offer them at a marked up price so the person doesn't have to fly out to go get it. Um, you know, ship retrieval service, you buy it, we'll go get it, bring it back for you, and equip yeah. it. Um, there's a lot of things you could do around that. Yeah, there is. Well, and the the thing I think about is it's sort of also like right now, I can't even think of. So there's the Cousin Crows, right? Which is kind of like the customizer. You're going to get top of the line components. But what's the component shop in, um, in Area 18? Oh, it's that nice one. Um... No, it's not nice. In Area 18? Yeah. Yeah, you have the... Oh, no, I was thinking of... You're right. I'm like Dumper's Depot, Microtech. isn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking of Microtech. Yeah, yeah you're Microtech right. has yeah. that nice one, Omega. or Is it Omega? Whatever it is. I think it is Omega. And then they have the weapons store. It's also nice. Yeah, and then there's Dumper's Depot, which is sort of like second-rate used. <laughs> Dumper's yeah. Depot is right a junkyard where they've already disassembled the in those cars places. they're selling parts. Yeah. So like eventually getting a component at Dumper's Depot, it'll already have some wear and tear. Um, just like if you bought a used ship. But right now it's just like you bought a new a brand new component, but eventually and I, I know this is what they have planned, is like the shops will have grades of like how worn it is, what levels you can buy, etc. Correct. Yeah. Not just what you can buy. But the quality. Yeah, you can already find helmets and stuff that are less valuable than a new one. Yeah. Right. And they're half price. I'm assuming that they're partially worn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question is from LA32344. Hey, Citizen Cast, it's been a while since I've asked a question here. I'm finally making some big boy money so i'm in the market for a larger ship than my nomad i'm currently looking at the corsair and the constellation taurus what would you all recommend for hauling vehicles at most side skyguard what would you recommend if it has to be between the two i'd say the corsair i don't like elevators they have a tendency to do weird stuff on surrounding terrain if he's just looking for a vehicle for a ship for hauling vehicles 
anything smaller than the Ursa Rover, I'd recommend the Cutlass Black. Well, I, I'm guessing it, he makes it sound so like if he's looking vehicles, for like so I don't know if they're smaller vehicle vehicles or what. The uh, Hercules. Kind of its job. Yeah. Yes. So out of the two, you're saying Corsair for sure. Uh, Seaguard. Then what was the, it? Was Corsair? What was the other one? Connie Taurus. <laughs> Taurus. I'd say Taurus for vehicles. Yeah, I knew. Because uh, a Taurus, you can fit definitely. You can fit uh, two rocks in there. <clears throat> Still have a room for some cargo. Um, you could definitely carry um, uh, Ursa Rover. You could carry probably an Ursa Rover and a rock. Uh, I'm sure you could put a couple bikes on there. Yeah. Plus an Ursa Rover. Taurus I, is big. It's actually bigger. It's significantly longer than the other Connies. Yeah. By like quite a bit. Yeah. I would say it depends on what you're trying to do outside of hauling vehicles. Like if you're trying to be, if you want it to be very combat capable, the firepower that a, a Corsair has for the pilot alone is don't forget about operating costs. Either. Impressive. That's be when the game comes along. Um, if you don't want. Sure. A hundred percent. But if you're, if you're looking for more of that haul a vehicle or do some cargo hauling, maybe the Taurus is your answer. If you're looking for a more well-rounded experience, it's probably the Corsair. Now, the, the other thing about the Corsair, the Corsair will fit an Ursa in it, but mm-hmm. it won't fit anything like a Spartan. None of these will fit a Spartan yeah. and, or a and Ballista or any of those. You got to go up to I don't think he was asking for that for sure. I don't think so either. Um, the ship that he didn't mention, which I think is a very good ship, and a lot of people really like it, is the um, the, uh, the Max, Freelancer Max. But that doesn't even fit an Ursa. Uh, no, but it fits a rock. It's relatively inexpensive. It carries 120 cargo. Right? It's got decent guns. It's not a helpless ship. Yeah. Right? Uh, Taurus, you got you know 170 cargo, but you do have that big bay. I mean, it's yeah. Um, I definitely have done some mining, ground mining that way. Yeah. Well, you have an interesting choice. Uh, that was on the 11th, so you yeah. may have made up your mind by now. <laughs> yeah. And if you're uh, only talking one vehicle, another one would be and- Andromeda, because you get a snub fighter and a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, especially it depends on what you're trying to haul because if it's multiple vehicles, depending on what the vehicles are, that changes the dynamic for sure. Excellent. Well, that's the end of the questions. Uh, Skyguard, anything you want to wrap up with before we close out this episode? Well, are you asking for a recipe or something? No, I'm good. No, we could do that in the closing credits. <laughs> uh, Seagard, what about you? Um, I, I do have one thing to bring up. So I recently stumbled across an application. It's free. 
Um, you can download it. You can look at the code and everything. It's on GitHub. But it's called Joy Pro. Um, so what's cool about this is I actually play a lot of airplane games. And to set up all these airplane, you know, one at a time, you know, you got to push the stick forward for pitch, pull back. And it takes you, you know, 30 minutes to set up a single airplane. If you got 50 of them, it's a plain, pain in the butt. So what they did was uh, this guy wrote a program that allows you to set up your controls and then apply it to many ships, mm. right? It also works for Star Citizen. So you could set up for, let's say, your Star Citizen controls, map them the way you want, and then apply it to Star Citizen, and it'll work the same way you might fly your airplane, right? rudders and, and all that stuff. Um, the second things that it does, uh, it lets you build your own mappings, right? Um, the second thing is that it also gives you the ability to reassign those mappings if you change your joystick equipment. Mm -hmm. So you get, I have an X56. Tomorrow I get the uh, VKB NXT. Well, I technically would have to go remap for every ship, you know, every game, every ship, and everything else. Well, with this, I just remap the buttons to the new stick and apply to all my ships. Right. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it's it's nice. It, um, if you swap out your equipment at all, it's easy. Um, and then the third real cool thing about it is he built in a built a tool which allows you to set up where the buttons are on your joystick. So he has, I think, a couple samples of like the, uh, you know, the verbal stick, would say the flight stick. Mm -hmm. He has an image and he has the arrows already mapped um, so that when you hit print and you say, print me the verbal profile, it shows you where all your buttons are on a nice page with, you know, title of, you know, this is launch chaff, this is launch flares, turn the hat sideways is, you know, strafe left, strafe right. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's free. Yeah. So it's called Joy Pro. Um, if you haven't seen it before, you know, it's the guy did a good job. It's, you know, I've had pretty good luck with it. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I don't have anything else to add. Um, Me so if, uh, if you have any questions to submit or anything you want to tell us, something you did for science, any of the, different areas that we talk about, you can always email us at citizencastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our X handle at citizencastsc. You could always submit a message through our Spotify landing page, or of course, one of the best ways is join our CitizenCast Discord. Links for all of those are found below. And you, Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say, did you, did you mention our special giveaway? At the uh, at the citizen cast or at the uh, citizen con, we have one. Yeah, we were just talking about this. We you were. said if anyone signed up as a Patreon, you will give them a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have a Patreon. No. <laughs> <laughs> They don't even need to sign up. I'm pretty yeah. easy. <laughs> I, I get the donkey booth. That's me. He gets the, he gets the kisses. Kissing booth.
<laughs> Don't give me mono. <laughs> um, and of course, if you're looking for a crew or whatever you call this, of course, you can always take a look at uh, Parlay House. It's a neutral zone for players of all types to congregate in the beautiful game of Star Citizen. Uh, we do have some friends of the show who we want to shout out. Uh, certainly watch uh, the videos on YouTube by Earth, Snorkel, and Undead Parrot. Uh, and, of course, listen to the wonderful music, as you've heard most of the show, by Admiral Cody and Calibri. They have a whole website with some Star Citizen-themed songs. And if you haven't already, because you're living under a rock, uh, take a look at Star Jump's Fleet Viewer or uh, check out their content on uh, Twitch. Uh, and that's Grim MVMZO who put that together and plenty of others, but uh, they're the ones that we like the most because they've been on the show and they're friends. <laughs> uh, so take a look at those folks. And that, dear listeners, is another episode of Citizen Test. <sighs> We'll see you soon. Two hours. Gee, that's a bit of a long one. That I said, see you soon, just in case. That was fun. (laughs) I mean, we could squeeze blood out of a a stone. (laughs) Meanwhile, I've been out of Negroni for a while, and I'm just sitting there, like, parched. (laughs) I'm like, how drunk are you? (laughs) Pretty sick. (laughs) I'm not drunk. (laughs) Please, don't insult me. I haven't been drunk in years. weeks. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Wow. I wish That's... I could say that. My uh, my sister keeps teasing me because whenever I go home and visit, I've told her stories of how I fall asleep on the subway. It's happened to me three or four times. Oh. And I'll wake up in Coney Island. I'll be like, what am I doing here? And it'll be <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Isn't that like the Warriors? Isn't that the whole theme of the Warriors? Businessman fall asleep drunk and has to fight his way back to all the gangs in New York. Let me just tell you, don't wake up in Coney Island at 1 a.m. It's not good. Oh, shit.